0: Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for coming over to Satiate Today, the Boulder Nutrition Podcast. I am Sue Van Reys, your host and founder of Boulder Nutrition here in Boulder, Colorado, where I specialize in women's health, functional nutrition, digestive repair, and food psychology. I also lead women's wellness retreats both locally and internationally. You can find out all about my work at bouldernutrition.com. I hope you enjoy this episode of Satiate. I'm excited today to have a very old friend and special guest on the podcast. And I want to take a moment to introduce you to my dear friend, Eloise Nelson. She studied sports psychology at the University of Nebraska before earning her MA and PhD in holistic nutrition. She has 40 years of experience in nutrition and natural health care and exercise training, including yoga, pilates, gyrotonics, Zumba, soul sweat, and funk fusion, She's an NLP practitioner and has 10,000 hours of clinical experience specializing in nutritional and lifestyle education, weight reduction, women's healthcare, eating disorders, and substance abuse. Eloise is a 64-year-old mother of three sons and has an extensive personal and professional expertise in the areas of adolescent development. In 2005, she authored the 14-day gourmet cleanse and rejuvenation program, and she taught two-week seminars and one-day educational workshops on nutrition and food preparation, as well as provided individual consultations in the areas of lifestyle enhancement, anti-aging, and longevity. In 2008, Eloise wrote, produced, and starred in the video series, 10 Medicinal Smoothies, Eloise is the director of new product development for Organic Food Company, um, LLC, in Boulder Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, where she has formulated organic snack foods, organically grown supplements for 23 years. Eloise is the co founder, formulator, and president of Foodie Fuel, which provides a delicious certified organic, certified non GMO certified gluten-free and certified vegan snack line called foodie fuel snacks which you can find out all about at foodiefuel.com i am so glad to have you on the podcast eloise welcome and thank you so much for taking your time today it's so good to see you and i'm so excited for our conversation
1: thank you sue i'm really excited to be here Um, Mm -hmm. Wow, you read my bio. It sounds like I'm like a type A person, <laughs> personality. But I'm actually not. I just love life. I'm just super interested in so many different things. And I just think that we're multi dimensional human beings <laughs> and so many different aspects of ourselves that I really just enjoy exploring. Um, every every aspect of, of myself yes, and, yes you know meeting people like you who also enjoy you know everything that life has to offer it's just so wonderful beautiful to be here so thank you
0: oh thank you one thing that um, i remember about early on when i first met you which might have been somewhere between 15 and 20 years ago yeah um, that we spent an afternoon together making flax crackers. Do you remember that? <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely, I do. I
0: yeah. was, never made those before, and that is something that I've always um, that has always stuck with me. That you are so good at creating healthy snacks. So how amazing that that all you know turned into this amazing food brand that you now run. So it's uh interesting just to look back at that time and, um, and see that you've been in this business of health and well-being for a long time.
1: Yeah. Um, my husband and I actually formulated the very first sprouted green drink on the market 18 years ago. It was called oh, yeah. Living Food. We had our own sprout farm and we distributed everywhere all over the US to healthcare practitioners and stores and we were 10 years ahead of our time. People would would really look at our food and go, green food? Are you kidding me? Like nobody even knew, you know, what it was. And sprouting, it was, it was crazy. So you know, I've always just loved to be on the cutting edge, like what's new, you know, what, you know, what's coming to the forefront. And I love creating. I I can still remember being um, five years old and getting my little Easy Bake Oven um, <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> and I always cooked with my grandmother and my mom. And so when I got my Easy Bake Oven, my mom would say, so, you know, what, what do you want to do today? And I would be like, I want to bake in my Easy Bake Oven. And she would just give me all these ingredients. And I would just put stuff together. And that's basically how I learned to make food because that's how my mother and my grandmother made food is you know they would just you'd mix a little of this you mix a little of that together and uh, you know I just always I, I grew up in a small town in Nebraska and my mother would take me to all the little farms in the in our farming community and we would get eggs and you know, we would go into these gardens and pick vegetables. And, and I always just loved nature and food. And so I just grew up with, with a love for, you know, really being a foodie Mm -hmm. and and food preparation. And um, my mom would, when my mom and dad would go out, I I was um, number four of six kids. And my mom would say, you know, make dinner tonight. And she just put the ingredients out on the (laughs) <laughs> counter, And I'd be like, what do, how do I do it? And she's like, oh, you know, just add a little of this, add a little of that. You're making scallop potatoes, you know, and then she just put everything out there. kind <laughs> of tell me loosely how to do it, you know? And so, um, you know, back in the early 2000s is when I really got interested in um, you know, I had been studying a lot of nutrition, so passionate about food, and learned a lot about how our food chain had been destroyed. And that was basically my dissertation for my PhD, was looking at, um, you know, what happened to our food chain? Like, we all used to live on these little farms. And then when, you know, people moved into the factories, it became, um, you know, an issue, because people weren't like making their food anymore they're working in factories and so food production and you know had to come into play and so it was like how do we how do we feed all of these people that are working in these factories and so you know our whole food system kind of evolved from a need to feed all these factory workers Mm -hmm. and that's when all the preservatives and everything started to come in and So when I did my dissertation, I started to look at just how our food had been um,
0: changed
1: from all of this organically grown food to this overly processed food using chemical taste enhancers, which basically came, you know, from Japan after World War II and got introduced into our food system. And in the 50s, how much of that MSG was actually dumped into our food and really all of these xenobiotics, these these hormone disruptors Absolutely. and just started to cause all these health issues. I was like, oh my God, like this, I, I literally when I walked down the aisles at Whole Foods, I was like crying because I was just there was I was so disillusioned by what I was, you know, seeing in, in our food system. So that's when I came up with the idea to, um, write the book, the 14 day gourmet cleanse and rejuvenation program. Mm -hmm. And it actually, um, it had like over 200 recipes in it and I was teaching it different yoga studios and, and, you know, just in small groups and people were like, yeah, but can't you just tell us what to eat every day? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, okay. I put, um, started doing shopping lists and I picked out the, the best recipes, you know, from the program. And then I rolled it into a 14 day cleanse. And so it's like you make a detox smoothie in the morning, you make, all you're doing is preparing food once a day in either your blender, your food processor, or your steamer. And then whatever you have for dinner, you have for lunch the next day. And then it just rolls through for 14 days. So what happened was um i was teaching one of these classes and uh, my partner in foodie fuel was attending one of my classes and she she was like i love your granola recipe and she's like we need to take this to market like let's be partners let's start this company so that's kind of how the company got started so Um, you know, I didn't want to do a raw product because we'd already done the living food, the the sprouts, the whole live food thing. And I was very, um, concerned about microbial issues, especially in food shelf life in stores and had already kind of, you know, had that whole experience of the grocery business. So I just didn't want to do a live thing. So my initial idea was, this is going to be a coconut sugar granola because coconut sugar was a new ingredient and it's low glycemic and it has vitamins and minerals in it a healthy sweetener Mm -hmm. so you know as we as I started the development it actually didn't want to be a granola (laughs) we couldn't get it out of the pan and my my son who's six foot three and weighs 210 pounds used a roller and rolled it out, and we cut it with pizza cutters. <laughs> and We put it in the oven and baked it.
0: <laughs> and it just became, you know, these little crunchy squares. It's so interesting. Oh. It kind of sounds a little bit like how you were using your Easy Bake Oven. And the uh-huh. <laughs> meals that your mom left you the ingredients on the counter, right? You had to figure it out and get creative. Yeah. And then you came up with this amazing product. Yeah, it's, you know,
1: I I don't know. I just, I just love creation so much, like you do. You know, if you're an artist, like you were saying, you love to write, you love to create. That's just what you do. It's passion. That Mm -hmm. passion and love, what you love drives you. It's like you cannot do it. You know?
0: It's like... (laughs) that comes up for me in hearing this is like, one of my passions is to like, when I'm cooking, to build something starting at the foundation, right? And then adding in, you know, this, all the different flavors to balance it out. Like a little bit of this salt and a little bit of sour and a little bit of pungent or whatever, whatever it is. And then keep tasting, keep tasting, keep tasting. Like, what does it need? What does it need? Oh my gosh, this one squeeze of lemon just changed the entire smoothie. Or extra pinch of salt in something that is supposed to be sweet, um, totally harmonizes the flavors. And it's interesting because um, I just recently had some foodie fuel, um, like a cereal, you know, I saw on your Instagram page there was some post about foodie fuel with like nut milk and uh-huh. like, which I don't really eat cereal because there's not very many cereals out there that pass the test, right? As far right. as quality, and I'm very blood sugar sensitive, so I don't ever eat carbs like in that high of an amount um, alone. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I can have this fun bowl of goodness um, that reminds me of cereal but also has all these great ingredients and a low glycemic sweetener. And so that was fun. (laughs) So I really enjoyed my bowl of foodie fuel a couple days ago. And I just wanted to tell you, there's some salt in here, taste it, and it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, the
1: Himalayan salt, which I love because it just has, it has like 80 different minerals in it. And I think so many people are really deficient in minerals so it's it's a good way to get another you know hit of of minerals so so i love that salt it's so amazing and and i you know i just really like um i like creating from a standpoint that you know a lot of people say well you have to just go go after like one market but you know, I want it to be organic. I want it to be gluten-free. I want it to be vegan. I want it to be (laughs) grain-free. You know, I want it, I want it to be seed-based, healthy, like I want kids to love it. I want adults to love it. I want it to be great for athletes because, you know, you can um, have low glycemic burning energy while you're working out, but then it can replace glycogen after you've worked out. So, athletes can have it, you know, you can take it on hikes. So it's just, it's really nice. I just want it, you know, I want it to be everything.
0: (laughs) It's making all those things. So clearly you're, you're achieving that goal. Um, so tell me going into the food industry sounds daunting to me just because my specialty is more working with people in the nutrition world than it is making a product and which is obviously very different than making something in your kitchen right so what would you say about the food industry in general i mean how is it to be working in that realm well you know the the thing that was so interesting is
1: um the food industry changed so much from when we initially started with living food and we had living cleanse living enzymes You know, it was, there weren't that many products on the market. And so stores were hungry for products and it was pretty easy to get into stores and get placement, get on the shelves. Brokers were just like, we go to a, I can remember going to the first, you know, first couple of Expo Wests and there were like 200 booths. Now there's over 5,000 and brokers would just be circling your table and begging you for your line. And, you know, now it's just not like that. So for me, I'd spent all this time like really doing what you do, working with clients, educating them about nutrition, health, how to take care of your body, your mind, your spirit, you know, all just lifestyle counseling. And um, going back into the grocery business, it was a huge learning curve for me and it's um it's it's really crazy there's really there's literally 80,000 products on the market now the competition is stiff and um it, it's it's very difficult for a startup company to actually even get into the marketplace like we're just going into our ninth year so we do have some established um distribution. We distribute through um, KHE and UNFI, which are the two largest distributors. Um, We, you know, we sell to Whole Foods, Natural Grocers, Um, and, you know, interestingly enough, your distributors really don't even tell you what stores you're in. Um, Like, I mean, I know we're in Safeway in the southwest. Um, We're in, you know, like, I think a thousand Walmart stores. you know, we, we, we have about 2,500 stores, but I, I literally went from, you know, you know, teaching my cleanse classes and all the coaching and everything to logistics, like sourcing ingredients, working with co-packers, um, you know, all the logistics of shipping product, you know, to you know, to the stores, working with fulfillment houses, like a whole, like the whole business side of things and you know i really missed um you know i missed the interaction with with people and the coaching and um so i think i shared this with you but recently um colleen cannon she what do you know her i do yeah the the first women's you know triathlete ever and for like three years in a row and she has women's quest and she takes women all over the world for these amazing trips And she, I had done a a cleanse class with her in Italy um, about, you know, 15 years ago. And Uh so she hit me up and she was like, do you want to teach an online cleanse class? This was like three weeks ago. And I was on Zoom and I was like, sure, let's do it. So it was really fun. We had like 20 women and we, you know, we, I facilitated the whole online cleanse you know, through Zoom, everybody bought their book on Amazon and got all their, their shopping ingredients and
0: it was fabulous. I've noticed because of the shutdown, um, able to use Zoom and online platforms even more so than ever, but in the same way, reaching all these people who couldn't have been there in person because they might not live here, or you know they, they weren't available, but now it's so, ex- I mean, it has been accessible for a while this way, but I feel like this last shutdown really upped the ante for what we can do from home and virtually. Yeah. And people are craving connection and support, yeah. and health and tools for mind, body, spirit, balance and longevity and vitality and more than ever I think because of what's going on in our world and it's just been great to be able to reach more people and I've noticed that um, more people are, are are chomping at the bit for those kind of experiences lately and it's great. Yeah. Well you
1: know it was so great because I was kind of thinking oh you know I had done some uh, dancing online zoom and some bar classes and And so I was just kind of wondering like, what's it gonna be like to teach a cleanse class online? But after every group workshop or Zoom meeting, I should say, I just felt so full. Like my heart was just warm and expanded. And the women were so great. Like they, you know, a lot of the women had never done a cleanse before. They had never, um, you know, like they just because it's basically it's a raw food cleanse where you make your flax crackers and I have people making them in their oven if they didn't have a dehydrator and there's like all Mm -hmm. this new stuff you know but they were so they first couple of days it's kind of like you get some grumbles you know like they're detoxing and you know and not used to the ingredients I can't find this I can't find that and then after about three or four days you know it's like people kind of shift and, and I just felt like you learn so much from being in a group. Oh, totally.
0: And, and the yeah. connection, and it was there. It creates momentum, you yeah. know, and structure, yeah. and accountability, and all of these, I think, really important tenets for transformation that it's really hard to change on our own without the right support. And, you know, when we get overwhelmed or confused, it's easy to just throw in the towel because we don't know what you know. We don't know how to do something, and when yeah. you have a group, you can really use the group as to. Yeah. lead. and I know for me, I love teaching group cleanses, and especially when we can do it virtually through either something like Zoom or conference call, where people can right. really act. I found that yeah. people really get a lot of positive momentum forward towards what they want. So, yeah. it's so there's a
1: lot of accountability, mm-hmm. you know, there, and, and it's, and then it's like when people come back and they share all the results yeah. that, that they get, it's just, you know, that's, that's what really fills my heart. It's like, okay, you know, yeah. like people loved it. And then, you know, it's kind of the whole giving and receiving thing, which I think is so beautiful.
0: It's so. great. You can kind of circle back to the coaching, right? Even if it's just here yeah. because yeah. now it's like broadened out all these other like learning curves that have brought you into this food industry that seems to be really um, impacting people through actually the product. And now circling back to the amazing coaching that you do is such a gift. So, yeah,
1: and I'm about ready to launch. Savory flavors. And I am so excited about that. So tell me about that. Well, you know, there's a whole keto movement. And I think a lot of people um, have realized that they've overeaten carbohydrates and that their bodies are not accurately burning fat. So they're using keto as a way to teach their body to um, burn fat. So, you know, I can, I just really see that there's a need for some healthy food out there because I think um, there's not a lot of, of snacks that are more savory. I think everything has just been like bars have been date-based, yeah. you know, it's like a lot of our snacks are sweet. And I think people are really looking for a savory type of a flavor you know, I worked at a dentist's office, and we used to do um, taste bud testing, and most people have difficulty tasting sour, tasting bitter, mm-hmm. and because they're so their taste buds are so acclimated to sweet and mm-hmm. to salty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, so I, I just think like bringing in some new flavors because our taste buds can actually adapt. Remember when your parents would say, just eat a little bit of it. You're, you can learn to like it. And you always thought, no, I'm not going to learn to like that. But you actually can teach yourself to like something because your taste buds will adapt if you keep introducing that food. So I think, you know, again, a savory flavor is it's just kind of in line with, you know, the whole trend of where people are going that they they want to introduce more savory um, yeah. types of food items. And, and um, you know, again, these are seed-based sunflower seeds, um, which I love just because, you know, they're a complete protein. And they have, like, all these wonderful amino acids. And, uh, you know, I just, I love the sunflower anyway. I just think that it's such an amazing food. And then it has chia seeds in it, which... We all know hydrates the body and, and you know, actually gives us a lot of energy. So, um, and then it has like veggie powders in it. There's no flavorings in it at all. I just use all herbs and spices. They're vegan. And I have um, uh, lemon, rosemary, parmesan. Ooh. And even though it's vegan, it's, it's got nutritional yeast in it. Mm-hmm. And, and white cheddar jalapeno has a little jalapeno powder in it, and then salt and vinegar, and then I have a chipotle lime. Ooh, those also great. Yeah, yeah, they're really, I think they're really good. Just presented them to Walmart, so it could be six months before they hit the shelf. Um, we, uh, we've had a little bit of difficulty with COVID and sales, and people being sick and co-packer issues and, you know, just all the crazy stuff that comes with manufacturing. So we were supposed to introduce them last spring, but everything just got backburnered. So hopefully, you know, within the next six months, um, I'm working on that. I'm working on all of that right now, so.
0: Those are flavor profiles I really gravitate towards. Personally, so I'm excited, and I'm excited that you're creating keto-friendly and vegan products because I think that is um, not an easy feat. And <laughs> we do a food survey before the retreats, and um, just so we can kind of tailor the food and food allergies and things. And it's become pretty common in a group of like 25 to 30 women where we'll have a handful of people on the keto uh, eating style based on maybe an anti-inflammatory thing or an autoimmune issue they're having. Mm -hmm. And then we also will have vegans. And um, we've been working with a couple of different chefs for my retreats. And it's just been really interesting to try to bridge that so that everyone gets what they want. And also when I created my keto cleanse, which is like a you know, a kind of a short taster of teaching your body how to eat this way and how to burn fats with fuel. I really wanted to include a lot of plants and I really wanted it to be plant forward so that I could meet the needs of many other people who maybe are vegetarian or plant-based or what have you. So I spent a lot of time like working with recipes and trying to develop these recipes that would be both low carb and vegetarian, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's it's tricky. I mean we, we did it. It's very tricky. And so having snacks that you can bridge with that mm-hmm. are that, it kind of covers a whole bunch of eating styles. Right. Which yeah. I love.
1: And yeah. and the big key is that it has to be delicious. Absolutely. Absolutely because otherwise, I mean you know, nobody wants to eat it if it doesn't taste really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, and pleasure is such an important part of our eating, which yeah. is why we get hungry and why we crave things and why we want to sit down and enjoy food with people. So we surely don't want to take that away by adding a healthy component. It's like, can we add a healthy component and still keep things really pleasurable and tasty and palate-friendly for people? So it's... Uh, called the Keto Cleanse and the Consciously Keto Approach. And the reason I call it Consciously Keto is because uh, the sourcing of the sourcing of all the food is really from high quality sources. That's the intention. And then the second piece is lots and lots of plants. So we're we upping the, the, the plant uh, focus as compared to kind of the standard keto situation. Right. Oh, okay. I love that. Yeah. So it's been really fun and I use it a lot for people who have, you know, health issues that would require or benefit from something really low carb, um, even something like type two diabetes. So yeah, it's been great, but I think that, um, your new product will be a great, uh, thing for me to recommend for people, especially on that program. So I'll be excited.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I am really curious to hear a little bit about you and your health practices and what really inspires you um, about health and well-being. I know people will want (laughs) to hear. I think
1: I mentioned when we first got started that, you know, uh, the whole exploration of that we are these multi-dimensional beings, and you know, I I believe that every aspect of myself needs to be addressed <laughs> every day. So you know, I meditation to me is like food for the soul, you know, just like what food is for the body, and so I like meditation before I go to bed at night. And I like meditation when I wake up during the day and then, or, you know, in the morning when I wake up <laughs> and um, living my life from consciousness and the expansion of my spirit. And, you know, I love to do the whole chakra clearing every single day. I I really believe that we are these dynamic bodies of energy. So I love all the energy practices and breathing. So that's kind of how I like to start and end my day. And, um, you know, I get up in the morning and I make, um, I always start with lemon water and um, I like, I make a turmeric paste. And so I make this Turmeric drink, and um, with apple cider vinegar in it, a little cayenne pepper, and then I make this other drink. I know you've seen it at the club. Everybody is like, "What is that?"
0: <laughs>
1: ground chia seeds, ground flax seeds. Um, I like to put ashwagandha in it, a little bit of matcha green tea. Um, I put a little maca powder in it. I um, put water in it. And I shake it all up and then I put more turmeric paste. And I, I love to, you know, drink that as kind of like my pre-post-workout drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really gotten into making rejuvelac again, which I love. I sprout buckwheat. Mm-hmm. And I've been using um, lemon and lime in it and turning it into a sports drink with a little Himalayan salt. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I make my green detox smoothie every single day. I just I love it because I I think we really need at least seven cups of vegetables every single day, and including a lot of greens. We need so much potassium just to keep our insulin levels balanced.
0: Okay. And
1: yeah, and, and so I, um, you know, I have my green detox smoothie every single day. And then I, you know, I eat, um, you know, one kind of larger meal um, around um, five o'clock. You know, it can be anything from, and, you know, a big, huge salad with, I love this sprouted wild rice, with pesto sauce, zucchini noodles. Um, you know, I love quinoa, you know, tons of vegetables, the farmer's market, I'm just in heaven right now. Um, I've made this delicious farmer's market minestrone soup, Mm. and um, my husband and I, we prepare a lot of food together, so um, recently, um, we've made this zucchini crusted pizza that I've (laughs) just, it's so delicious, so, um, you know, for sure, all the nutrition to feed my body, and then I you know, I love to create, so almost every day I'm I'm working on you know savory flavors. I also I'm working on a keto bar um, that um, I'm really excited about, and maybe even a savory keto bar. So I've kind of been working on that. So I love the whole creative aspect of of myself. I feel like my conscious mind. If I don't like keep it focused on, <laughs> on activities and, and doing things that really channel my attention, mm-hmm. then it's, it's wild. So I feel like our, our conscious mind is such a powerful computer and it needs focus and direction. So I use my intention to um, really, focus my conscious mind on things that, that help me to strengthen my memory. Um, I love to dance. So, you know, I, I dance several times a week. Um, I've been doing Pilates for 40 years. So I do Pilates, you know, I do some bar classes and I do it from a way of like a, a mind, a conscious like mind, body connection so i'm focusing on different aspects of my body when i'm working out i know a lot of people i see them on treadmills with magazines i you know i don't like to zone out when i'm working out i like it to be full connection Mm, and so um you know the creation every single day is just inspires me so much Um, Really working on um, self-talk, which I think is critical, I think, you know, to pay, be able to witness your thoughts and to becoming your own best friend mm-hmm. and to really learning uh, like what do it, are my thoughts like programming from the past or from, you know, from advertising or, or you know, what other people want me to think you know, from things that I'm, I I really am very conscious about what I let my mind um, engage in, like where my energy is going, where, what my intention is.
0: Mm -hmm. I, I
1: really believe that, you know, when we consciously focus on something that our intent, our attention is really valuable. I think that we do have the capacity to create our own reality So, you know, that's very important to me to be happy every single day and that my thoughts create my emotions. Mm. Paying attention to all of that is, it's essential to me to really like being in sweet harmony with life and kind of riding waves of luck and waves of fortune and letting life um, unfold in in beautiful and expected ways. So, I and I'm learning Spanish because my mind needs to, you know, have something to chew on and remember and and you know. So, I like doing a lot of different things yeah. because it keeps life interesting. I, I'm never bored ever. Mm-hmm. I want to learn to paint. Like, uh, there's just things, you know, there's so many wonderful things to do. There is. Feel
0: blessed. Totally. And I just think it's so beautiful to see that one could be inspired about self-care and well-being in a way that isn't a burden, you know, where it's like we enjoy, we can learn to enjoy taking care of ourselves. We can learn to enjoy some of these practices that might seem daunting at first, but they can really help us to sculpt how we live and the joy that we have when we feel our best, when we feel health and vitality. So it's, yeah. uh, it, it improves the quality
1: of one's life and that's, that's what it is. It's like living, being in the moment, living every, every moment to its fullest, which, you know, rolls into every day, which rolls into every week, every month, every year, you know, it's, it's, all just kind of built on itself so you know i just think self-love and and really learning about who we are as these amazing magnificent creations creators (laughs) you know
0: it's awesome absolutely thank you so much for sharing some of those specifics because i always think It's interesting to hear what people do, especially like, you know, how they start their day, what they eat, how they structure their day, what they do before they go to bed. And I think it can help people who are interested in personal growth and change and elevating their well-being to kind of see some people who've been doing this for a long time, such as yourself that have so much wisdom.
1: On that same note,
0: I wonder if you have any little takeaways for our listeners today, that you feel would be important to kind of summarize some of the things that we talked about.
1: Breathing. <laughs>
0: I think that, you
1: know I don't I don't think that um, we think about breathing enough because it's our number one nutrient. You know, it's, we can only last three minutes without air, you know, three days without water, three weeks without food. So it's our number one nutrient. And I think that especially as we get older, we've been taught to eat really fast. Mm -hmm. And so like for me, I, because I do like to, you know, get so much into one day, um, Before eating, I think, you know, being in gratitude, waking up in the morning with gratitude. And then before we eat, just really tuning into the body, breathing, relaxing, 10 deep breaths, looking at our food, because we are, you know, going to bring nourishment into our body and being able to build digestion, I Mm -hmm. think really comes from being in a relaxed place, taking time to chew our food. And that's going to assimilate the nutrients into the body so much better than if we eat really fast and we're multitasking. I mean, you know, you can multitask where you can't even remember, did I eat? So I think slowing down really in life, which is one of the things COVID has really brought to me personally and a lot of other people I've talked to Um, but you know, if you want to build your digestive system, that's the key is slow down, breathe, look at your food, take a bite, chew it, enjoy the bite that's in your mouth, put your fork down before, instead of always looking at the next bite, it's, it's such a reminder to live in the moment, enjoy the moment. Mm,
0: I love it. Uh, Yeah, that's, I have one more question for you, which I want to wrap up with because it is one of my favorite questions to ask. All right. That is in the name of my podcast, which is satiate. Um, I just, I wonder what does the word satiate mean to you? Peace.
1: It just means that all your cravings are met <laughs> and... That we're that we're blessed and <laughs> that really all of our all of our desires are important and that they are met our desires are are what inspire us to you know to create mm-hmm. and that we have the ability to achieve our desires and our goals. And I think satiate means peace
0: because we've achieved them.
1: Mm, I love that.
0: Yeah. Great. Well, Eloise, it is such a pleasure to be with you today because I love seeing you at the gym and I love seeing you around town and we haven't been doing that very much lately. So I haven't seen you in ages and- It's good to it's good to come together, and also very exciting for me to be able to share your knowledge and your ex- expertise and all of your foodie fuel goodness with our listeners. So I will link up your website in the show notes. And, Thank you.
1: Um,
0: is there any other way people can get a hold of you? Um, email,
1: Eloise at com is a great way to get a hold of me. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad to have you. I know we're going to be, yeah. um, l- launching this with lots of eager listeners for all of your, um, all of your wisdom today. And I just feel so grateful to have you here with us on Satiate. Thank you, Sue. I so appreciate you inviting me and it's been so great
1: to see you. It's, it's awesome. I miss seeing you at the gym and hopefully we'll all be back over there again soon so we can hug. (laughs) I'd love to give you a big hug, I have to give you a virtual hug right now. Thank you again so much, it really, I just really appreciate the invitation and and this time that we've had to connect, so uh, much
0: love to you and your family and huge
1: blessings.
0: Thanks, Eloise. Thanks, Sue. Thank you so much for listening to this very special episode of Satiate today. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support in cultivating all the health and happiness that you so deserve. Thank you so much for being part of the Boulder Nutrition community. Take good care.